Welcome to episode 22, Paradigms. This podcast is for parents that want solutions, not just sympathy, for the many personal struggles that come with raising children with special needs. Welcome to Parents Have Special Needs Too, and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Hey everybody, how's it going? Happy Friday. So I'm actually recording this a little bit before Friday because I'm going to be on the road traveling and moving. That's crazy. Yeah, so tonight I am recording it and it's the last night that we will be staying in our house here in Casey, Missouri. And it's crazy, all the changes and things that are happening. And I've had some beautiful things about it and some sad things about it. Some people keep asking, how are you feeling about it? How are you feeling? And I'm feeling a lot of things and a little bit of the positive things and a little bit of the negative things. It's just, it's a bittersweet experience when you really come to love the area that you're in and the people that are there. But through this process, I've been listening to a book by Stephen R. Covey called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard of. I haven't listened to it for a long, long time. And I've had some family talking about it. So I thought, you know what? It's about time that I re-listen to that book. So as I've been listening to it, uh, Stephen R. Covey addresses uh, what I would consider to be the backbone of his book. And it's this paradigms. And here's what he has to say about paradigms. Paradigms are powerful because they create the lenses through which we see the world. If you want small changes in your life, work on your attitude. But if you want big and primary changes, work on your paradigm. I really, really love the idea of addressing the paradigm. And I think it's so powerful. And here's why. A paradigm represents our perspective, right? He said the lens in which we see the world. And that lens is what shapes how we see whatever it is that we see. This is why we can differ in opinions, even when we are looking at the exact same thing, the exact same situation, the exact same person, whatever it is. You and I can have differing thoughts and opinions and perspectives on it, which to us may seem factual because of the lens in which we view it through. Now, if we dissect this a little bit more, what is it that actually makes up the paradigm or makes up the lens in which we are seeing the world? And I would say it comes down to our thoughts and our beliefs, which are are consistent and closely held thoughts. Now, I'm not sure if a paradigm, at least at this point, is only made up of our thoughts and our beliefs, but I feel like they're big players in forming our perspectives and paradigms of the world. And so that's what I'd really, really like to examine is what is it that I'm thinking about or what is it that I believe about this particular thing or person, because that's what's shaping how I see them or see the situation. Now, here's the most powerful thing about addressing the paradigm 
when considering changing, making a big change and a quantum change in your life. And it's how immediate you experience the changes that come with a paradigm shift. Here's an example that Stephen R. Covey shares in his book is that there were several people sitting on a train and one of the stops enters a father and a couple of children. And as the train ride continues, the children are pretty rambunctious and so they're bothering a lot of other passengers that are on the train and they're being loud and really disruptive. And several of the people were, you know, looking around at the father, expecting him to do something, but he seemed to not even be present. He was zoned out, not even really mentally there in the train with the other people. He was totally somewhere else. And so finally someone, I actually think it's Stephen R. Covey, like I'm listening to the book and so I may have missed this, um, who exactly it is. So we'll say that it's him. It's the author, Stephen R. Covey. Um, talks to the man and says, Hey, hello. Have you noticed that your kids are a little rambunctious? Like, can you maintain them or keep them calm? Cause they're bothering a lot of people. And the father comes to and goes, Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I guess I didn't really notice. Like we just left the hospital where their mother died about an hour ago. And so I don't know that they really know how to handle the situation. I'm not sure how to handle it either. And at this moment, when the original perspective was a negligent father who's not taking care of his children, it all of a sudden shifts to compassion. So much compassion because now he understands from a different paradigm and a different perspective why this man might be behaving the way he is that he is behaving that way because he just lost his wife and the kids just lost their mother. So when I personally experience a paradigm shift like this, I always love to go back to the situation and ask the question, what was it about this situation or circumstance that changed in order to cause a shift in my paradigm? And the answer is nothing. Now, I know that I've addressed this in several of my other podcast, but this is so critical and I just feel it is being reinforced with this idea of paradigms and how that's more like addressing the root of the problem that you're having in your life instead of the branches, if it was a tree, if the problem in your life was a tree. And so we're addressing the root when we're addressing a paradigm shift. Now, when we can separate out what it is that's causing the paradigm shift, that's where we gain power in being able to intentionally shift our paradigms. But if we're attributing something, if we're attributing that shifting of our paradigm to something external, then we lose our power and ability to shift it on our own. So let's go back to the situation with the man on the train what was it that happened in the circumstance to shift his paradigm? And the answer is nothing. And here's why. When that man got on the train and Stephen R. Covey saw that man as more of a negligent father who needed to maintain his children, had the man already lost his wife? Yes. So the fact that the man's wife had passed away was not, in fact, what caused the paradigm shift for Stephen R. Covey. It was him 
learning more about the facts that already existed, being able to think new thoughts to essentially gain a new perspective of the situation that shifted his thinking, which shifted the way he saw the situation. So it's us learning more about our situations And that learning takes place in our thoughts. It's a thought process. It's, oh, I didn't think about it that way, right? That's often something we'll say when we learn something about a new situation. Oh, I had never thought of it that way. We experience a paradigm shift. And that paradigm shift can shift our character, right? Because how we behave now as a result of what we're thinking, because what we think influences how we feel and how we act. And that's exactly what it did for Stephen R. Covey in this situation. He went from feeling annoyed at this man to immediately feeling compassionate once he learned why the man was showing up the way he was, that he was seeking to, that he was understanding the man instead of just demanding that the man understood him, right? Which is another principle that's addressed later on in the book, which I'm excited to learn more about. But I digress. So the point is this. If, in fact, Stephen R. Covey's paradigm of this man was directly connected to his wife passing away, meaning that there's a causal relationship, then the moment that she died, he would have already had that paradigm change. So when that man got on the train, he would have just known, right? Because that's, that seems silly, right? To say, but if there's a direct cause, it's like, no, 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 I feel compassion because this man's wife died. And that's not true because he did not actually feel compassion for the man until he learned that the man's wife had died. When he gained that knowledge or was told that thing, was offered that idea That's when the compassion happened. It's when he thought or had the shift of paradigm. Oh, this man's wife died. These kids probably don't know how to deal with it. They're not here to annoy us. They're not a nuisance. They are children that need comfort and help right now. So it's how we view the situation, right? It's the lens that was shifted, kind of like a kaleidoscope. If you look through one of those, it was the lens that was shifted that changed the perspective. It changed the picture, even though the picture didn't change, right? And maybe you've actually experienced this in a museum when you're looking at a more modern piece of art, or when you're looking at one of those pictures that's a two-in-one, um what is it called? An optical illusion, right? Where perhaps um, if you've seen that picture of two women and one is an old woman, one's a young woman, and yet the drawing, the actual lines on the on the canvas don't change. It's just, are you looking for a young woman or an old woman, right? It's the suge- what someone suggests is on the page and that you're thinking about is what you're looking for. So that's why paradigms are so powerful. That's why addressing problems from this level is really, really powerful. So let's wrap it around to our kids or our own families. Here are just a couple of questions 
that you might want to consider asking, at least that I have found effective in asking about my own family when I'm not having the family life or the familial relationships that I want, that I want them to be improved. Here's some questions I would ask. How do I see my life? How do I see my children? How do I view their abilities or disabilities? Am I making my child's behavior and their outcomes mean something about me as a parent? Am I making my spouse's behavior mean something about me as their spouse? And just these simple questions Journaling about these simple questions has been powerful because it's allowed me to explore and try on different ideas of maybe what my life could look like if I was looking at it through a different lens. And I have found questions to be a great gateway for forming and trying on different perspectives and paradigms. All right, so here's one last thought on this. What if you're not able to learn more facts about the situation to help you change or update the the current paradigm you have? Or what if they are just unknown? Like many um, children with special needs. Like for my daughter, there's a lot of unknowns in the future. Like a lot of what is happening right now with her diagnosis is that it's on the edge of science, is that they they don't really have any therapies or um, treatments, right, that can just fix this right away or that, that addresses it. Right now, it's just like we kind of don't know. We need to do more testing. So as of right now, you just keep doing the therapy you're doing because um, we're really not sure what to do. So there's a lot of unknowns. So what do you do? If you have a situation in your life where there's unknowns, how do you address that? How do you shift that kind of, how do you even shape that kind of a paradigm when it's just like, I don't know. Usually what our brain tends to do is, is go to the, the worst case scenario, right? But the truth is that we don't know if that actually is the case. We don't know. So you have like a couple of options, right? You can go with the worst case scenario and learn to make peace with it. Or, I mean, it's kind of like a wild card. At this point, you really can think and believe whatever it is you want to think and believe and what serves you best. Because it's unknown, does it serve you to have a paradigm that taints your life with kind of a gray shade? And I guess what I mean by a gray shade is, is it Does it bring a lot of depression into your life? Does it pull your energy levels down? Does it slow you down? Does it hinder you from living the kind of life you want to? At this point, if if something is unknown, at least this is what I have learned, if something is unknown, sure, you don't want to be like, oh, I don't have to address anything. I don't need to be realistic. Sure, go ahead and be realistic. But at the same time, If you don't actually know, why not try on a perspective or a paradigm that helps produce the life that you want anyway? And then when you learn something new, something that has more facts or research behind it, then 
you can incorporate that into your paradigm. Just some food for thought. For me, I found it to be really helpful and really serves me better and helps me show up with more energy, helps me show up with more creativity than if I choose a paradigm that is more depressive or that is lower energy. So food for thought. Think about some awesome questions that you might want to ask yourself about certain situations in your life that you would like to shift or like to change. Or take the initiative to go learn more about that situation. Maybe it's asking a person different questions about you or your relationship with them. Perhaps it's doing some more research about a specific diagnosis. But whatever it is, whatever you feel like you need to do next, do that thing and address that area of your life and see what happens when you try addressing the paradigm itself instead of trying to change the situation. Okay, have fun with it, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next Friday with another podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Take care.